There's a new social app on the block, and it is racking up members and activity. Clubhouse, the name reminiscent of our childhood hangouts, is an all-audio platform that came onto the scene to present a new way to connect, to learn, and to have access to people. After the initial buzz wears off, though, what's your strategy for using this new platform? It's a question to ask yourself now, or whenever there's any new platform, taking a piece of your time pie. Make the most of your time on Clubhouse with today's episode. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. There hasn't been a platform that has launched that has gained so much traction in quite a while. Clubhouse, if you are not familiar, is an all-audio app where people host rooms on specific topics. Think of it as a virtual panel discussion. There's a topic and moderators who are leading the conversation and answering audience questions. And to have launched this in 2020 was nothing short of brilliant, when in-person panels and conferences were all canceled. And that's probably part in why this virtual panel platform has taken off. All right, I'm not going to get into all the how-tos of Clubhouse. Those are easy enough to find out via Google. And a number of people like Laura Belgray have written thorough blog posts detailing the use. So I'll link to that in the show notes. And you can always check out the FAQ section inside the app. And really, that's always the best place to start. So today, I want to talk about the strategy of Clubhouse and if it's worth your time. So as of this recording... Clubhouse is only available through iOS devices and by invite only. And this has created a huge amount of FOMO. And I've seen disgruntled comments when others who use Clubhouse uh, promote it on Facebook and Instagram, you know, and I get it like that upset feeling that you can't access something because the app isn't on your technology platform yet. You know, and it must really suck when so many of your friends are promoting things they're hosting and you can't participate. I've even heard one industry expert say that she's not participating with Clubhouse because it's not inclusive, as if not having the app on Android at the onset and requiring insights is a means to exclude. I really beg to differ because I find Clubhouse to be a very diverse platform. And let's just keep tech development in mind here. Android access is on its way. But the app is still in beta. And, and beta is a time to get the kinks out and to think about how the users are using the app and to develop it based on their needs. And this also speaks to the invite-only process because the app creators had to have a way to police behavior. So being invite-only is a means to populate the app to start with people you know. Then each friend can invite someone as well. And if your invited person misbehaves, you're both out. 
you know, this is a live platform, so it can be the wild west of people saying whatever they want. And I've been in rooms where it's happened twice, like riffraff mouthing off, and they were quickly muted and moved out of the room. And just to note, in the most recent app update that took place this just this week even, it's even easier to remove trolls. So I don't think they're a big problem, but this is just part of it, you know? And I don't want this to be the focus, but, you know, I do want to just mention app development because when you're creating an app that is to host millions of active users at once, it's a huge process. So Android is coming, people, and the invite network, it's developed so many ways to get you an invite at this point. And also one workaround for access is if you have an iPad, you can download the app to use there. Okay, Clubhouse. It's the shiny thing now. And the fact that there is no recording, there's no recording, none at all on the app, or its activities, you cannot record anything, it only adds to that FOMO piece because people wonder what's going on in there. This brand tenant is one of my favorite things about the app because being on Clubhouse is a very in-the-moment experience, you know, done with the audience you are in the room with. You know, massive knowledge and insight can be dropped in a room and you've got to be present to have received it or you've got to be told by someone who was there. So I've learned some amazing things in the rooms that I've been in. You know, total note-taking stuff and insights into strategies and other people's businesses. One of my favorite rooms was where there were a number of well-known creators and they all revealed in detail their most successful funnels. You know, and this had my strategic head spinning, like seven-figure entrepreneurs that I was familiar with. Some of them, I was even in their funnel, breaking it down. The simplicity, the tools utilized, and the reinforcement that no matter the industry, the approach is really similar. You know, there's an opt-in and then follow-up to build the relationship. It's a good takeaway. Another day, I was in a room with some coach friends And I was really struck by the profound conversation of bringing your views and personal stance into your business. Like standing for what you believe in politically in business is usually a topic that doesn't get talked about. And it's conversation like this that really got me thinking, you know, about my own business setup. And it's run through my mind many times since I've heard it. So, you know, the varied content here and conversations. Another factor I like about Clubhouse is that the rooms can be varying in size. You know, you can be on a talk with a thousand people, famous moderators, and so many people in the queue to ask a question that you're really just in listen-only mode, which is totally cool. You know, that's like a knowledge gathering type of room. And then there are other rooms that are smaller, maybe with 20, 40, 50 people. And the moderators are still experts, but they're just not super famous. And these rooms provide the opportunity for asking questions or contributing to the conversation with your own insight because there's less people to wade through and you're able to be brought up to participate. So the big question, is it worth your time? Well, I am loving listening and hosting in Clubhouse, but I've also been paying attention as to how to use it in strategic ways. And there's, that's something to think about with any new platform. You know, how can you add in another element into the mix of your already busy week? And what's the benefit that can be had from being on this platform? And then how can you optimize your time when you are on a new platform? Clubhouse, like every platform, has its particulars. 
So let's go over some ways to be strategic on Clubhouse so your time is beneficial to your business. All right, we're going to start with the bio. Okay, it's your one piece of real estate on Clubhouse. And you want to fill in that first line with brand keywords. If you're a coach, say it. If you're in a particular industry, use it. That's very specific to be found. Use that. Because when people search, those that first line is what gets picked up into search and read by the search. So when people are looking for people to follow on the topics that they want to know about, you can come up. Also on your bio, fill in with pros that you know, lets people know what you do and a little bit about you. You can add in links. You're not allowed to actually make them a hyperlink, but you can put in different links so people can copy that. Or if it's an easy link, I suggest using easy links so that if people are copying to put it into a browser. But when you're in a room, there's nothing to click on except people's profiles. So Create an engaging profile, and that'll have people checking your Instagram out that's linked to it because they like what they're reading. And to that note, choose an engaging image, and people will come to associate you with it. You can totally create your profile image in Canva, add a colorful background, and that'll help you stand out visually as well. Okay, so found in your bio is the only means for connection within the app. Clubhouse has no native DMs or chats, so people connect either via Instagram or Twitter. So you link your Instagram or Twitter profiles, and then you can develop conversations over there. You know, so with this, you want to make sure you link those profiles, but make sure you're linking it to ones that you actually check. Like, I'm not a big Twitter person right now, so I didn't link my Twitter because I don't want somebody to contact me there and have it just go into the abyss. Make sure that your social profile is also up to snuff. You know, what's the link in your bio? You know, do you have your link tree set up? And are you posting on brand content regularly? A side note about this contact DM piece, in Clubhouse, you can create private rooms for conversations. So it is completely possible to invite one or two people into a room to chat further when you're inside the app. But finding or scheduling this to happen is mostly done on DM and Instagram, let's say, or Twitter, because you've got to use use those as a means for communication. All right, your content strategy. This is the mega piece, right? Hosting rooms on Clubhouse allows for you to be the expert and lead the conversation. So if you schedule and host at least three rooms, one per week, it's part of this application process to get your own branded club. And that's another great strategy. If you've got an existing brand, a a large Facebook group, or a membership site, you can create your own branded club on Clubhouse. So people will have that name recognition whenever you're hosting a room or scheduling a room. So on Clubhouse, you should be talking about what you talk about elsewhere. In fact, the same exact thing you talk about elsewhere. (laughs) You know, it's just another place for you to repurpose content. You know, if you released a podcast this week about X topic, like host a room on that topic in Clubhouse. You know, if you've got a course launch, schedule a series of rooms supporting that course topic. And one of the best strategies in starting out is to get comfortable with a few friends. You know, host rooms with your friends so you get you both get used to the run of show in Clubhouse. And, you know, when you have your support of your friends, everything always feels better. You know, and collaboration, though, isn't just for starting on Clubhouse. You know, it's a great place to start, but it is actually the heart 
of clubhouse rooms because when rooms have multiple moderators, there's just it's just a larger piece. You're able to bring in additional expertise. You know, that expertise factor increases, provide more value. You're able to field different questions because there are different experts in the room. And you often see these rooms that have 10 plus moderators on Clubhouse. So so pay attention and start to see like who would be good for you to build out and collaborate with. Be focused about your content. You've got a one-sentence title to entice people into your room. The more focused you are about the particular topic, the better fit the audience will be. And that's the beauty of Clubhouse, is that you can host another talk the following day, the following hour, (laughs) about a different topic that relates to your audience. So what can Clubhouse do for me? You know, so many things. There's so many benefits besides just learning and exposure to ideas and opening up, seeing these insights. Like, I think that's one of the most valuable things is seeing how other people are doing things in their business. But the number one reason is that it can help build your audience. You know, you can get followers on social, you can get people to opt into your freebies, you can get people to purchase. So let's unpack this a little bit. It makes sense that people will start to follow you on Instagram, let's say, because you've got your Instagram link there. And you know, the more that you have your Instagram links built out, the better you can direct people once they're on your account. And again, when you're in these rooms, people are scanning, they're clicking on profiles, then they're scrolling down and, lo- and clicking on your Instagram profile. So this is all happening while the room is going on because there really is only listening engagement that can happen. So people are checking out everybody else. So, you know, having a link tree set up, and this can even be a homemade link page that people get redirected to, but, you know, you want to be able to have people learn about you. So what do you want to drive them to know that, and then make that available for them? And if you're speaking on a specific topic, you know, you can create a freebie that supports that topic. And then while you're on stage, you can drive people over to that opt-in. And we all know that once people are on your list, you can continue the conversation with them. And let's not forget about targeting. The targeting that's working behind the scenes. You know, if you've got the Facebook ad pixel on your site, you can drive Clubhouse traffic over to your site, provide value on a page without an opt-in, and have it work for your audience building effort. So, you know, sometimes it's really enticing to say, oh, go on over and look at this page. There's no opt-in necessary. So for instance, a copy of this podcast episode is gonna be found at sandrasky.com slash clubhouse. And it's a page set up that's easy to remember. So anytime I'm hosting a room, I can direct people there for notes and links. And also they can check out this podcast on strategy. But there's no opt-in necessary, and there's not one needed because when we have the ad pixel on, it is collecting people who land on our website. And the majority, if not all, of the people on Clubhouse also use Instagram. So it's getting them to land on your site and check out the free resources. You then are able to add them to a custom audience for your Facebook ads. And the other benefit to that is that they would be considered a warm audience because they've heard you speak and they visited your website and checked out your resources. So putting an offer in front of them in terms of a Facebook ad could really make sense. 
you know, I mentioned opt-in before as well. And I also want to mention product or offer for sale. Clubhouse allows for the audience to get to know you so much quicker than other platforms. It's live. It's not recorded. And it, it just shows like how you do on the fly or in conversation. You can reveal parts of yourself or provide some really good information to someone. And, you know, that is notable. That kind of moves the like, no trust factor needle very far over quicker. You know, the audience can really get a sense of you. And in checking you out, they're naturally going to opt in or purchase an offer. But you've got to have the offer ready. It's got to be on your site. You've got to make it easy for them. Of course, all of these people are looking for solutions. And if you've got a course or a product or even like a low ticket offer to get started, like lists are being subscribed to, products are being sold and services are being scheduled. I mean, I've heard of coaches who are, you know, people are going over to their website and scheduling calls with them for their services. So people are ready and you've got to be ready. So you've got to have your services up, your product up, make it easy for them to buy, make it easy for people to know what to do next. And with this, consider how evergreen your offers are. The more evergreen your offer, the more Clubhouse can be an avenue to drive traffic. You know, people who I see are really capitalizing on and are, and are being highly visible over there, they have evergreen processes set up so that people can just hop right into it. They can spend their time on Clubhouse generating traffic, hosting rooms, providing value so that it's driving traffic over to their website because those processes are all set up. So, you know, one thing is that Clubhouse can really build an audience and drive traffic, but it's a commitment and it's a time commitment and you've got to be consistent with that and visible. So having your offer set up in an evergreen manner allows for you to be like, okay, my stuff's taken care of on my website and now I know where to, to, to move people to. You know, you can just do a call to action when you reset the room and let people know where to find you. So another way to optimize what you do on Clubhouse is to schedule your room and then create a graphic to promote your room and put it on other social platforms. You can promote to your existing audience and of course you want them following you. When people follow you, then your rooms, whether they're scheduled or when you go live, can show up in their hallway feed. You want people you know to attend your room and you want new people to attend your room as well. Having people you know, it's always good because they can kick things off like, hey, I'll come up and ask a question. I know what you're about while new people are coming in and saying, oh, there's already people in this room and this is the conversation and, and engagement that's going on. The other thing that you can do is when you're starting your room and people are coming in, you can remind them to ping their friends and ping their followers so that they're sending out alerts about the good conversation and value that's happening and bringing more people into the room. And like all good repurposing, you can leverage what has taken place on Clubhouse in other places where you share your content, you know, such as your email list. You know, share the topics of your room, the nuggets that you shared, or a question that was asked and that you answered, resources that you were introduced to. 
you know, what other people contributed. You know, you can create a recap and then reference those people. It's just a way to take the content, take notes on it, and then use it again. And again, if you're talking about a topic of the week, say that you're repurposing your podcast, Clubhouse allows for conversation around that topic, you know, actual conversation, because you can talk to somebody and not just comments on social. So there's value to be shared there with your audience who wasn't able to attend or isn't on the platform yet. And if you're spending your time there, let it trickle down to the other areas of your business. My friend Lynette Pottle, who I'll link to, is pushing this idea in its approach. She's created an entire weekly newsletter where she recaps what she's learned on Clubhouse. You know, you can't be everywhere. And it's interesting to read like the nuggets of her choice of rooms. And if her choice and her industry aligns with you, it's a, it's a great way to be somewhere and get the knowledge when you're not able to be there, right? But this is also something that's an idea that you can take to be industry specific. So think about it. You know, if you're a realtor, you could hop in rooms that are on topic to realtors. And then you could take that information and report back in a newsletter way. And, you know, it's just a way to justify how much time you're spending on Clubhouse learning, but you're also now sharing it out wider. So it's an exciting time when there's a new tool that starts to take a sweeping hold. Does it make other things go away? Nope. But it does give you a new avenue to share. And when you're in early on, the ability to go all in, like you can become that person, right? I think Clubhouse is going to be here for a while. And I'm really curious to see how things develop as it grows. You know, to me, the hallway is already cluttered. And sometimes I'm wading through a lot to find something that I like. But as of this week's update as well, you can swipe left or right to get rid of rooms that you're not interested in and start to train the algorithm about what you want to see. So, you know, it's in beta. So it's always advancing now, you know, but it's not really different from Facebook or Instagram or YouTube either. You know, sometimes it's cluttered and there's things we don't want and we spend our time there even, even though. But as I mentioned earlier, Clubhouse is really a commitment. And if it's what you like and you've identified that your audience is there, that's a big one, then start to build the time into your week for strategic Clubhouse actions. Make a content plan as you would any other platform. Schedule your time. Find your collaborators, have your offers in place, and while you're at it, follow me. I'm at Sandra Sky, S-K-Y. <laughs> so one thought I had to share is that Clubhouse is more of a competition to podcasts than other platforms. You know, I've got audio time in my day, and now it's a choice between podcasts or Clubhouse. Podcasts, though, are so different. So much less noise to wade through. And for that, I know I won't give them up. So what are your thoughts on Clubhouse? I'd love to hear it. Hop on over to Instagram and let's talk. See you guys next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.